Welcome to the next installment of the SUS News Podcast Series, where we interview newsmakers and discuss the news and applications relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. As always, I'm your program host, Patrick Egan, and let's say a warm hello and welcome to our co-host and prince among men, Gene Robinson. Hey, Gene, how's it going? (laughs) Hello, Patrick. How are you, sir? I'm doing well today. I'd like to say I'm positively negative. Yeah, well, okay. I'm kind of neutral on the deal, but uh, whatever. Um, all right, so, you know, uh, we're, we're um, going through uh, the motions here. We're, you know, we're winding down on 2020. But, uh, you know, still lots of stuff going on in the news with the drones. There's tons of stuff going on in the news, but we got to focus, or we could, uh, we could go uh, along on that one. So anything in the current drone news that has got your attention, Gene? Yeah, you know, um, I, I got to go uh, a couple of weeks ago. I forgot to tell you about this, but uh, holding out on you there. Uh, right. Went to uh, went to a local army base here, and uh, we we got to go look at the uh, the Blue Five. If you know who those yeah. guys are. Yeah, I know some of them. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's interesting. So you know, there was I there, I did hear some scuttlebutt about the demo, and that blue UAS thing as. I think created more confusion uh, than, let's say, or more questions than answers. So you went, you saw, tell us what you saw. Well, first off, I want to give uh, give a couple of kudos here for Tom Prentice, Tom Prentice and uh, Preston Culver there at, uh, at Granite Defense out there. They, they've been running a, a very large, I think it's got about 12, 1,300 acres here in the Texas Hill Country where they allow public safety to go out there and and uh, practice scenarios and play their games, and it's a it's a it's a really good facility. And he hosted it and put it on. And I got to tell you, it, it was like a it was like a lightning round or a speed dating round or something like that, where you know they they came in, they had two hours to to tell us everything they they could about their product. We went right straight out from there, and you know flew one of their their products and got to ask questions and so on and so forth, and. And, and it went very, very smoothly. I thought. I, I thought it was a great kind of a, a, a mini show, if you will. And mm. uh, um, you know, no, none of the other manufacturers were there while the other ones did their thing, kind of a deal. So they were they were separate. And uh, you know, we, we got to ask all the same questions. You know, that people tend to ask. You know, how far, how high, and you want to get that? No. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Uh, it was it was very well done, um, you know the well, the blue five those who have been anointed by the DoD or the government or whoever to to produce a, a drone that is acceptable for use in the U.S. is you know they, they they've still got you know a ways to go and and uh, it was enlightening in a lot of ways but uh, I thought it was well done I, I liked it uh, you know I, I spent probably a day out there a little little you know very casual kind of a situation. And I liked the format. I liked the way it went. It was, it was very pleasant and no extraneous fluff or, you know, BS going on. You just, you went out there and you, you, you watched and you saw and you asked and boom, went on to the next one. So uh, that, that was a good deal. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And you've been to a few demos, one or two over the last 20 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you think? <laughs> well, yeah, one or two. Or two. You're you're kind of like the uh, 
Yeah, I mean, if you liked it, it must have been good. I, I heard there were uh, a few issues and some other stuff, but maybe that's a whole other podcast we could do on the Blue UAS. Well, well I mean, you know what happens on a demo. If it can go wrong, it's going to go wrong. Yeah, well, you know, that whole demo thing, I tell these companies, it's like, look, if you're going to do a demo, it's like producing a, uh, a short or something else. Um, because if you, if, you, if you do have a, uh, let's say, a mishap or whatever, and depending upon who's in the audience, uh, you may never live it down. So uh, it's really something that needs to be kind of uh, choreographed. Um, planned out and uh, you know I've done a few myself and uh, so far touch wood I've I've done pretty good Um, but yeah that's a good one we should do a whole show on that and then you know other stuff's going around and there are uh, some you know the RID thing is starting to creep out and other people are starting to say other things so that that could be a whole other show we could do too but uh, you know before we get too far down the road. Was there anything else that caught your attention in this week's news? Uh, you know, I, I have been so busy head down, you know, working with this software for Locate that I really haven't had much of an opportunity to look at anything. And um, I, I did do a, a, a little quick video production you know, this week for uh, another company. So I, I've been kind of up to my eyeballs, you know, spreading the good word. And uh, I'm going to have to rely on you to tell me what's new, Patrick. So I'm going to throw it back on you. What what do you see that's interesting out there? Well, I've been pretty heads down, too. I've I've actually been uh, here, there, and everywhere. Um, And and since the the COVID thing, I've been working on the honeydew list. And, you know, there's some deferred maintenance that I've been working on and some other things. I've been kind of busy. But I did see on LinkedIn that uh, we were going to have a guest on. Uh, so for the hot seat segment of the uh, the SUS News podcast, we're going to bring on our guest, Jessica Chosen, and she's the CEO of Rainmaker LLC. Jess, are you out there? Hey there. Hi, guys. Nice <laughs> to be here from you. Hi. Are you ready for the hot seat? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do the hot seat. I've been looking know, everybody, forward for like an entire week about this. This has been my highlight, Pat. Come on. I know you've got, you got the asbestos jumpsuit on. You're ready to go. No max boots. No. We usually don't get people on the show and, and grill them. Those folks don't, uh, don't uh, let's say, respond to invites. Although it's open to everyone. I always tell people, you know, if you want to be on the podcast, you send us the pitch. Let me know. It has to be compelling. We usually don't have snake oil folks on here, so you should, um, I guess, but consider yourself. Wouldn't that yourself... be fun to have snake oil folks? Wouldn't that be No, it, 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 maybe for some folks. For me, I, uh, it really it, uh, it makes me physically sick to, uh, <laughs> to listen to some of these folks. I, I, I can't. It's the same deal with the drone shows. I go to the drone shows and somebody, oh, I got to leave the room. I can't take it. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it bugs me. But so you don't go to the, a lot of them, then. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't because I I don't want to uh, add any credibility to uh, the carpet bagger thing. It was funny they used to do like they would do the shows and the FAA did their show, and they had the Twitter thing up behind them. You know, and people were asking questions on Twitter. Well, they stopped that. You want to take a guess why they stopped that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, it's such a dangerous precedent anyway, you know. I mean, people ask me very, 
you know, questions that um, are just, you know, like not appropriate. They're asking us exactly how we do certain things and what programs, like, we're, you know, what combinations and how, and it's like, guys, come on, you know, but that's, and so that's, you know, that's what you get. Well, wait but, a minute. Um, so you're, yeah. not, you're not going to come on here and give us the secrets to us? I mean, that's the whole point oh. I wanted to have you on here. Well, I thought you'd tell me how. Well, maybe. Oh, jeez. Well, that's your job. you got to start to try that out of me. Come on. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll work on that. We'll start out slow. So, now, <clears throat> what do we usually do? You know, some people are like, I usually like to have the guests kind of introduce themselves and give us a little bio, and you hit the high points of what you think is, you know, relevant in your bio. Some people are like, oh, that's, you know, it's cold and all the rest of that. But, um, you know, hit us with your bio. Tell us, tell us the high points of, of, uh, your career. Yeah. So, so basically Rainmaker is an innovation company and we, we do a lot of drone related work in imaging and processing. Most of our clients, high majority of our work is with government or under government contracts. Um, don't only do the work, but sometimes we work with different entities to help them understand the, drone space and, and look at certain technologies, uh, you know, under the hood, um, and also the companies um, uh, behind them, the, the personalities behind them, because frankly, you know, if, if the technology is pretty decent, that great, uh, but if you can't really work with the people on the other side, uh, that's a problem for government. So, um, you know, these different sorts of things. Okay, well, um, you know, we're jumping ahead a little bit. I wanted to hear about yourself and, and how you got involved with uh, unmanned aircraft systems. And gotcha. But I do yeah, want to, so, you know, you, we jumped a little ahead on the on, on what Rainmaker does. And I, I do want to, uh, I, I do have follow-up questions on that. But let's, let's hear a little about your background first. Sure. I was in the visual information space. Um, so I came from... Um, originally, back in the day, I came from, um, I would say, newspapers um, or visual information, um, and I worked quite a bit. Um, I was living um, out of the country, and actually, I reported a lot on um, different military systems and operations that were going on. Later, then I jumped to Bloomberg LP because uh, with financial data, you're just working when the stock market is open. So it gave me a certain amount of stability during the day. I didn't have to like, you know, get up in the middle of night to start, you know, uh, reporting on something or mapping something in an operation, let's say. So with mm-hmm. Bloomberg News, we, um, we basically tried to find the value in the data for the Bloomberg clients. So we, our job was to make them money and to move the stock market. So um, we always had to look at data, right, to try to figure out if there was a story in there somewhere, whether it was a medical device or a car, car you know, a manufacturer or whatever. Um, and then I was hired by um, this company called Hazen Sawyer, which is the largest privately held water engineering firm in the U.S., and I was brought in to help them use the information in the data to, to win more contracts. I was hired as the creative director of a company. And um, that really learns about the government contracting process in that world. Um, and it was fascinating to me. Um, I love the idea of working for a company that was building, that was, you know, building civilizations, improving the world. And, and I love <clears throat> working in water because 
it's you know it, it's it's such a valuable natural resource. We need it. We need clean water. So it was a very positive move for me. And then after that, I opened up Rainmaker because I understood that the government, that the engineering firms and government agencies, they weren't using sophisticated technology um, as they should. That the private sector was using to do work and to find information and. And that's why I opened Rainmaker to sort of make the uh, help the engineering uh, companies sort of bridge the gap between what the private sector was doing and what the public sector was capable of. And so, and that what that is what brought me to drones because when I saw drones, I understood that not only could they be used for cinematography, but they could be used for documentation and for data collection. And then, of course, I started going down the rabbit hole and realizing, wait, we could use this for more stuff, right? And it kind of was right. never ending. And at a certain point, I had to, like, just, re, you know, focus on certain things. So, yeah. Well, that, I, that's that's uh, that's all good. There's, there's some stuff to unpack in there. Um, so, you know, it, it's interesting you said this. The um, I'm, I'm, I live in California, and I've also noticed that, you know, let's say uh, government seems to have an aversion to new technology. And I know that, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I, I doubt I do a show where people are like, oh, they're not upset. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are upset about that. But by and large, um, or, you know, what we have is even in California with the firefighting, you know, they're like, oh, we got to do this. And there was an X prize and all the rest of this. We're, we are still fighting fires like it's the 60s. And I think, you know, government wants solutions, but uh, they don't really want to invest in the technology. Um, and they are looking for people to provide them answers. And it found, sounds like that you're, you're kind of, uh, let's say, pulled over into that niche. Now, yeah. uh, how does, okay, because this is another thing. So you talk to people in this business and they're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, be a DOD vendor. Or I'm going to contract with the government, or I'm going to write Gene. I mean, you've you've heard this before, right? Many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> that, exactly. That was, uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like the holy grail. However, there are, let's say, some nuances uh, with government contracting. So, how did you, uh, Jess? How did how did you kind of? Did you were you already kind of aware of this, or you know, did you have help, or did you just kind of fall in, or how how how'd you get there? Yeah. So, when I was working for the water engineering firm, and you know, water is you know, and the way that a lot of these engineering companies. They're, you know, that's what that's what they do. They respond to government RFP, especially with water. You know, it's same thing with infrastructure, same thing with bridges. There's certain things that are squarely in, you know, the control of government. Um, and it could be municipal, it could be state, it could be federal. But, you know, so, you know, it's, it's a complicated process. And honestly, if I did not work for an engineering company that was in that world, I don't think I'd be able to unravel that. Because mm. it is complicated, and there's there's just certain it's nuanced, and it takes a real long time to kind of get in. Like it took me two years before we won the first contract, mm. and and this was because I had certain very you know not great relationships with um, within the, that world, but I had some. So I just kept on just the step by step moving forward. Another paper to fill out, another paper, another certification. Took a long time. It took a lot of patience, 
But, um, but you know, one thing I noticed is if you don't have someone uh, on your team that is experienced with managing the invoicing and paperwork of the contract, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. I would totally concur with that. (laughs) Right. And that's gold. That's gold right there. You know, uh, for people that are, that are trying to get into this business that that you're hitting all the points there, your experience with that, I can tell. I, I, and that is another thing is, uh, let's say the runway or longevity to be able to get into the, the contracting, the winning and then billing cycle. This this is a multi-year, like you said, it took two years to win the first one. So, I mean, what is, uh, two years to win it. And then by the time you get paid, would it, would it, you know. You have to have that staying yeah, well, power or, or resources to be stay in business. Well, someone once said to me, actually two people said this to me when I first started this, you know, journey. They said, Jeff, if you can't afford to work with government, don't work with government. And I kind of brushed it off at the time and and was like, you know, all right, whatever, you know. But in reality, right, there have been times where we have floated such large sums of money for such a long time because the payment process, the payment, the length of time between when you do the project um, and actually get paid for it, it's, it's just unreal. It's unreal. Like we just had an invoice that was paid. It took us 10 months to get paid for it. 10 months after we did the work, you know, yep. and successfully, by the way. And it, well, it, by the way, it was, it was, it was ahead, a I'm small sorry. project. It wasn't, you know, it's okay. It was a small project. It was a nothing, it was a nothing, little nothing project. So well, that's it, why me, you know, and, uh, me and Gene learned to make uh, chainsaw bears in our spare time. So, you know, when we exactly. were get paid, we <laughs> make bears. That's one of my dreams, actually. Because I have, I have a large piece of land that I could do anything I want on. And I swear to you, I'm thinking in my retirement, I want to have a dog farm. And chainsaw bears all day long. Well, there you go. See, well, we know a couple of guys that can help you out. That's, I've been up there in the mountains clearing the land, and, you know, it sounds like fun, but, uh, oh, geez. I, PG&E's been hacking all my trees down, and then they just leave them on my property for me <laughs> to deal with. Those swine. Anyway, um, yeah, no, that, that's uh, that's some, some really good stuff uh, that you just um, put out there for people. Because I, I, I do think that people – One of the things I've noticed about uh, the drone business is a lot of people get into the drone business and they don't really understand what's involved in just being in business, number one, and then the nuances of working with different types of clients. Same deal, you know, we've kind of scratched the surface with what Rainmaker does, and you did talk about some of these uh, infrastructure, which you should come out here to California. It's a mess. The water thing is a total disaster. Oh, I plan to. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I know a guy out here in California that can, you know, help you out, find some (laughs) office space. Oh, and if you need any griping, um, you know, and he makes friends and uh, influences people. So Dale Carnegie. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's a real mess out here, and you got to do that. But the other thing with that is, okay, you're going to contract with the government, and you know, you've got the bid process, and you got the payment process, and you got all that. But to, after the bid process and before the payment process, there's the deliverable process. Um, oh, man. 
It's so let's you know, brutal. I want to talk exactly. I want to and I want to talk about that. It's like okay, so what what types of missions are you flying? Is it something that you know is drone specific, or is the drone augment what you're doing? Maybe you can elucidate. Tell us tell us how that works. Okay, so there's certain drone projects that we've been doing a lot of lately. Um, one is creating. 3D models of structures, so, you know, very high-resolution 3D models. Um, it's for government, and so it's for asset management and inspection processes. And um, the other thing that we've been doing a lot of recently is water sampling because uh, we developed um, a device called Nixie that we can attach to a drone and we can pick up water samples. Um, and, it, you know, managing water is just a big problem in the world. Um, in New York State, it's a huge problem um, because the engineers and the scientists have to go out and collect water 365 days a year. They collect 1,200 samples a month, and they have to manage all those assets. They have to make sure that they're labeled correctly, and it's just a massive time suck. It's like just, just this manual labor. So that's why we developed this water sampling device to pick it up, and we're able to pick it up 75% quicker, you know, with our device. Mm. And we're going to start manufacturing it so everyone will have access to that. Um, and we're manufacturing some other attachments onto um, the Nixie um, adapter, basically, so that you can do other things besides collect water samples. Um, so it's kind of exciting. What we're, like I'm, I'm, I, we've never manufactured anything before, so this is a really um, interesting you know, thing for us. I, I and I saw the you know the sizzle sheet on that and it looks pretty good and you know the other thing with this and one of the reasons that we have you on here is because I've, I you know I recognize you know a lot of these things like you're talking this water sampling is usually government mandate you know water quality yeah state local federal and you've got to make sure it's a certain you know blah 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 so it's 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 not like these uh, these let's say municipalities out of the, the kindness of their heart are like, Hey, let's run out here and do a thousand samples this month. Um, a lot of this stuff is, you know, we, their water quality mandates. So you're finding this or you found this niche, you found a need, you're actually developing a solution for this need, um, which is interesting. Uh, and you know, you're seeing a benefit. You just, like you said, the 75% time savings, whatever else. So this thing you think is going to take off, you're using it. Now? Yeah, yeah. It? I mean, we're using it. We have a government contract to use it um, now. And, um, you know, any entity, let's say, you know, local or state or whatever, that don't have the capabilities to fly their own drone, we'll, we'll go out and fly it for them and collect the samples if that's what they want. Um, or, you know, when we manufacture it, then someone else can do it for them. Um, so we want to, you know, we're pricing it at $750 to make it, you know, very affordable. Um, and we're going to be coming out with an advanced version that has all different sorts of cool features on it that's going to um, even do more things. Um, so I'm being vague about that right now. But, but sure. you know, we, uh, yeah, we, you know the, the thing is, do one thing and do one thing well. That's what we wanted to do with the Nixie device. Just collect the water sample, do it right. You know, Enter. design it in a way that's going to meet EPA standards. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, you have to uh, meet the standard and uh, fill that niche. So um, you're, you're 
you designed, you're going to manufacture your own um, equipment. So let me, and you know, this might be a little, um, I don't want to say touchy, but of course, uh, I might be a little like pulling back the curtain a little bit. Are, are, is Rainmaker VC backed or are you funding this all out of money being made in the Part 107 envelope? Uh, yeah, well, so we are profitable. We are not VC backed. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and and we're doing, you know, listen, it, 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 it took a it took time, you know. There there was where I used my own money to sort of keep things going, especially with floating, you know, the government payment situation, you know. So it wasn't always, you know, it, it was plenty of times where like there was no vacations, you know. Um, and but I knew that eventually the um, market or the government market would eventually, like we would, it would catch up. I knew it was going to work eventually, so I just kept on plugging away at it. Um, it. I had no doubt. I had no doubt about it, but it was, you know, it was at times it was super lean. Let me tell you. No gas for the chainsaw. It's hard to make bears. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, yeah. one thing I will have to say, uh, Jess, is I'm going to reach back a little bit, and uh, you know, you talk about your water sampling thing. We were. Um, deployed with the EPA and with the um, Texas Commission on Environmental Quality during Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. Uh, because along the coast, there where it made landfall, there's a lot of refineries and chemical plants and stuff yep. like that. And uh, we were very specifically tasked to take samples via drone. So, um, you know, we could have had some minor influence on some of the specifications that uh, were developed out of that little project that you run into already. So that's really interesting. Um, and I'm, you know, really interested to, to learn more about that. But, you know, yeah, so it's not only for, you know, the government mandates, but also, you know, oil and gas and for mining and for shipping. And there's just a lot of different, you know, verticals that um, it's all related to water. Um, so that's really interesting, Gene. Yeah. 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 Are there going to be uh, distributorships with this uh, was it Nipsey device, or are you yep, just going to? Yeah, there will be. Um, there'll there'll be you know within the drone community distributorships as well as with um, the water equipment instrument um, distributors. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, because uh, I definitely uh, there's that's that's a good uh, yeah we need water it's hard to live without it um, yeah clean yeah. water yeah. yeah you get it's thirsty kind of important. <laughs> exactly <laughs> kind so, of important. Uh, yeah. well you know what's, yeah. yeah so what's happening is that you know maybe not in the United States but in the world you know the populations are exploding like you look at a place like India and you look at Asia and they're having you know massive water problems right now and they realize that they have to get it under control. You know, not only for tourism, which the Philippines had to shut down a whole area because the water quality was so poor, just trying to get their, you know, water healthy again um, or in decent condition. Um, so this, it's, it's, we're going to see, um, I, we believe that, you know, Asia, um, Asia Pacific and, um, and, you know, Europe, they're going to need this as well. And we were, we, we think that, um, yeah, it's a, just a growing problem. It's not going away. We're always having a cleaner water. So Yes. Well, it's, that's, it's a pretty you know, stable industry. Yeah. Sure. And from day one, uh, you know, that's been, I've been kind of uh, 
espousing the notion that the drone uh, is a technology that can help us be better stewards of the natural resources and the, and the planet and water security is clean water security is a problem. And then also um, food security, uh, you know, yeah. around the world, people have issues where you can't even, you know, you, you don't have the, the water quality to uh, farm. Or, you know, your, your yep. village, it's like, hey, my water's polluted. I'm, you know, what do I do? Uh, so, uh, and as the, you, you know, as you correctly stated, as the population increases, uh, it's going to be uh, a bigger and bigger problem, um, you know, and, and farming and all the rest of that and uh, nitrogen-based fertilizing, blah, blah, blah. It keeps, keeps, keeps going and going. But uh, something that we're definitely going to have to get a handle on as we, uh, as the population seems to increase. So, now, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you the next question. Are you, uh, you're, you're not building your own drones. You're building, you're using off the shelf. Are you building your own systems or what, what, um, what are you doing? We, 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 okay. So we use a variety of different drones and most of them are off the shelf. We do use some custom, um, ones or smaller companies. Um, easy aerial is one of them. Um, and I, and we have we do we have used our custom drones actually because one of the people on the team can build them. But honestly, we really need like stability with with the drones. We need and we need to have that proven safety record, especially for the government stuff. Um, and so, you know, if it's a drone that um, that we need to have extra security protocols and workflows in order to use it, okay, then we'll use it. Um, and sometimes we just can't use um, certain manufacturers, and then we'll, we'll look for an appropriate fit. But you know, listen, like it, it's there's there's drone there's people that are making drones that I, I want to try, I'd love to try, but um, but it, the the problem right now for us is that that safety record, the proven safety record, that a lot of the small companies because they're you know it's hard, it's hard mm-hmm. to do. You have to. And, you know, you need that user experience. If you don't have a lot of users that, you know, are reporting things, then it's just hard to have that safety record. Um, well, and even, but, yeah, and some large companies have had uh, had issues, you know. So it is hard. I know, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it's, not, it's not easy, and you're just looking for a tool to uh, get the job done. Yeah, you know, it's... I, I, you know, I, I have very strong feelings about where the drone industry needs to go in the United States. Um, and, you know, I think. <laughs> what that are you trying to uh, <laughs> anger people? No, anger I'm not listeners. trying to start a fight. No, no, I'm not trying to start up anything. No, I swear. No, but I, you know, I think that I do definitely think the government needs to support some of these small manufacturers more. I think that there's um, a few companies, more than a few, that are doing. They have very smart people. They pretty much know what they're doing. Um, they're, and, and, and they just need, it's hard to scale, right? It's hard to, mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 so it's, they need a little help. And the, if private industry isn't going to step in, then the government should. I, 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 that's what I think. No, that's, and that's good. I, um, you know, I, it's, I, I kind of concur with you. I mean, I usually don't, I'm not, I don't, like government step in because it usually they step in it and then uh, make problems. But in this uh, in I this agree. case, I think what's happened, how I see it, is is we have a situation or a process that is 
1960s, 1970s, um, you know, and how the like federal government works. And they have not, let's say, stepped into the 21st century. And it, it, that's an issue. Yep. Um, I, I, I also, yep. you know, I beat the drum that I, I really, you know, and I know this makes me popular with some folks, but uh, I know Gene can back me up on this one, is that the, the FAA, the regulation of the FAA has, I'm, I'm sorry, just decimated the domestic drone hardware industry. Gene, do you agree or disagree with that? Uh, personally and painfully agree with that because, uh, yeah, when you consider that back in 2000, 2007, you know, we were ready in production with a fixed-wing aircraft and got grounded. And, uh, yeah, it was it was unpleasant and uh, uh, tragic. <laughs> well, it just a lot yeah. of... Uh, a lot of uh, innovation uh, got stifled. A lot of, you know, the uses that we see now got stifled. And really, um, as I told uh, Earl Lawrence, you know, you can't have a 10-year prohibition on a technology and think you're going to stay in the lead. You know, it, it's just not happening. So it was kind of a self-inflicted thing as I see it. Um, you know, where do uh-huh. we go from, from there? Um, going to be – it's hard – Especially with technology and Moore's law to, to catch up, and I'm not. But you are you are correct. There are smart people out there. I've seen some of these systems; they're interesting. Um, you know, there's some hard work that needs to be done, and hard work usually costs money. Yep. And you know, a lot of the VC funds don't. You know, they keep. I I have this joke about them being uh, Canadian because they keep talking about hockey sticks. We want a hockey stick. We want a hockey stick. <laughs> and uh, hockey yeah. stick is very hard to uh, come by in the United States with hardware manufacturing because the, the laws and, you know, labor laws, which we like labor laws, right? I don't want to be forced to work 15 hours a day, seven days a week yeah, um, and things like that. Yeah, well, and we like environmental exactly, laws too. No, listen, you're exactly, I mean, the, it comes down to the labor. It's very hard to manufacture things in the United States. It's very, very hard because when you do the cost analysis between, say, manufacturing here or in Asia, let's say China, for instance, um, you know, there's a 65 to 75% difference in cost. That, of course, would need to be forwarded on to the buyer, right, the consumer. So then you have to really think about, like, what are people willing, you know, what are people willing to pay for? What can they, what can they afford, quite frankly? And we are such a consumer, you know, you know, country. So it's very hard in terms of manufacturing, the labor laws, and as you're you're correct, that, you know, we have to figure, but so we have to figure things out, you know, um, and maybe we have to, but it's going to take, but frankly, we are so, we are so behind in the drone industry here Um, in terms of manufacturing, in terms, you know, it's going to be hard to catch up. Well, that's and the, uh, you know, environmental. I mean, I, I usually like to use the example of uh, Alta Devices. You remember them, Gene? Solar company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they uh, they make a great uh, solar, you know, I, I think it's 30 some odd percent uh, efficiency. It's grown on silicon wafers. Uh, outrageously expensive. Well, it's until... been filmed, too. It's thin film. It's very light. Um, it, I mean, it's a great technology, but it's really expensive. And then, uh, so, you know, when I was uh, president of the Silicon Valley chapter, 
uh, we held one of the meetings at their factory, and uh, they are actually producing the stuff at Sunnyvale. I said, oh, then that, that really it's cheap because the, the people that developed the technology had to develop the whole assembly line, everything else. And, and here in California, I mean, you have to capture any off-gassing. Um, I mean, everything has to be captured and, and contained. You, you can't have any... Um, hazardous waste, whatever. I, I mean, it, it is, they got it nailed down tight. Um, so the company really couldn't make any money, even though I think they did a thing with Puma and they said it could fly for eight hours. D- didn't you do something with them, Gene, or was it just too cost prohibitive for you? Oh, yeah, well, that was another one of those unfortunate things. We were looking to extend our fixed wing, and yeah, they, um, they worked with us to prototype some cells that were going to be uh, uh, actually molded into the wing, and we were going to extend the range by some very significant amount. And, uh, of course, when the great grounding came, uh, it was um, one of those things that we couldn't, we couldn't afford to carry on. Right. So, uh, so you know, yeah. it's, like a trickle, it's a trickle down or trickle up a kind of effect. But the punchline on that is you have this cutting-edge technology. You have, you know, efficiency that's head and shoulders mm-hmm. about everyone else. Well, you know, we talk about the economies of scale and the cost and consumers. Well, nobody was buying so the company was bought by uh, a big Chinese solar firm, you know, and uh, I don't know what they're doing now. Uh, I did when I was in China. They had a, a booth at the, the uh, UAV World Congress there, um, whatever else. It's, it's sad to see it go, but, uh, you know, you just I, – I don't know how you make the two mesh. I'm not a political science major, but I do know – that either, you know, you have to level out the playing field or, or here in the United States, it's going to cost you $70, $80 to build a brushless motor that you can go to China and buy five bucks, you know. I mean, it's not hard to figure out what's going to happen there um, as far as people. Yeah. And I, and I do think the other thing was, is, and Gene, you probably will talk a little bit to this. In the early days, there was a race to the bottom as far as price was concerned. Remember that? Everybody was like, this is a $300 drone, you know, yeah, you can make a drone for $300. Yeah, it fell out of the sky in, you know, five minutes. Uh, Not very aviation-y, but you remember that, right? Oh, God, do I ever. Yeah, and and it was, uh... wow, you know, there's so many different ways that we we could talk about that and what happened in that race to the bottom and what drove it. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, your particular area, the the data side of it is is going to continue to grow. And you know, I have a couple of geek questions that I want to ask you too. But uh, yeah, as, as we're talking about this, the the race to the bottom was very real and very, uh, uh, very much a part of the tragedy. Well, you should shoot with those questions because we're coming down to the uh, the nubs here. We got about six minutes left in the program, so shoot, Gene. Okay. Oh, oh that was great. And I think I, I see that you guys are doing a lot of data manipulation, 3D modeling, that sort of thing. Are, are you using your own uh, server farms, or are you you got your own in-house computing, or are you using the cloud and that yeah. sort of thing? Just uh, what, what's that structure look like? Yeah, so we we, we um, do everything locally. Uh, we have to for the government projects. We also have to deliver the data on a hard drive them so which actually is also faster because quite frankly uploading the amount of data to the cloud which is it's just it's just you know it, it, it's, uh, so huge, that's yeah. one of the best, 
history, by the way, right? Just the, the mass amounts of data that government has a very hard time. Well, almost every company has a very hard time. Not only government, it's just it's just people are not prepared for the amount of data that we're collecting. So you so the reality is like we could we you know we collect data at, you know very high resolution and we can even collect it at a higher resolution using more. But at a certain point, it just makes their computers smoke. When, you know, right. So. Um, yeah, and you know, so so yeah, so we have like a certain process, a certain way that we can like deliver the data. It's it's hard, and it's yeah, FedEx and hard drives, or or actually with a couple of the firms, we have to hand off. I have to hand off mm. the engineer. I have to drive and then hand it off in person. It's really funny you say room. that. Well, and 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 also the uh, um, bandwidth and and uh, whatever else, because I know another PhD who uh, has to drive hard drives around. Uh, during uh, some firework because they they just don't have the say so they don't have the back end oh, to yeah. support all of that data so and that's that goes right back to the uh, government technology you know thing I mean I live in uh, you know fifth largest economy in the world we're technologically advanced all the rest of that uh, that's just not true other people that are doing um, work for cities and municipalities. One guy that I work with tried to upload some stuff for uh, San Francisco, called him up, turn it off. You're going to crash our uh, servers. You know? So uh, mm-hmm. that is definitely a, a bottleneck that needs to be overcome. And, and before, cause we're again, we're, yeah, we're getting down to the nubs here. Oh, and, all right. Yeah. I'll I know. Four, 40, have, okay. Do you guys have any more quick questions? I do. No, no, uh, that's it. It, Like Patrick says, man, 45 minutes, we just start talking and and it just keeps coming out and 45 minutes goes by so fast and we're like, wait, we're not done. So, you know, that's why he's going, you know, waving his hand at his neck right now going, cut, cut. (laughs) Well, it does. It's it's weird, you know, some people complain, oh, they're too long. Well, turn it off. I don't know. You know, that's the beauty of podcasts. But anyway, um, before that happens, um, I would let's have your website so people could come check out, see more of what you're doing. Sure. Uh, go rainmaker.com. So G O R E I G N M A K E R.com. We do not have the Nixie information up yet. We'll be releasing that soon. Um, and at that time, um, we'll have it linked to our main page. Good. You'll have to send us a press release on that. Um, for sure. And then maybe even a, uh, I'd like to see one of those units. I, I know somebody else that's heavily involved in the water thing out here um, and the water quality thing. I'd, I'd like to see what, see what they have to say about it when you, when you get that up and running. And the last question with two minutes on the clock, uh, what does the future hold for Rainmaker? Oh, you're really, you're going to drop that question on me with two minutes left. Uh, one minute and yeah. 45. No, go ahead. <laughs> Listen, we're going to, we're going to continue on the, the route that we're going. Um, you know, we've been growing, um, we were d- doubling our profits every year. So we're going to continue to do that. We're going to be continuing to do well. Um, and we, uh, you know, we might maybe perhaps probably <laughs> be bringing in a invest team for the Nixie manufacturing. It's a certain amount of money that we might have to, you know, give up a little equity Ooh, stake. But, um, but mm-hmm. at this point now we're ready for that. So that's, that's what's up. 
Well, it was good. It was very informative. And, uh, you know, there are, I have a thing and I have to write it down. There's, there's basically about five or six types of, of drone businesses. And yours is one of those that is actually uh, making it a, a profit to build itself and reinvesting and, and all the rest of that. It sounds like you've got many of the uh, integral parts and pieces needed to be successful. And that's really exciting. And that's why I wanted to have you on. Uh, I think it was a good conversation. And I definitely uh, will be watching uh, Rainmaker here in the future and see what happens with you guys. I, I think it's a great model. Also, I think, you know, um, you're, you're the CEO. It sounds like you're, you're smart and you know what you're doing. And uh, I wish you the best of luck on the future in drones. Hey, thanks. Thank you, guys. It was great to speak to both of you. Super interesting. As always, Patrick, love hearing from you. And um, take care. All right, well, yeah, and that's about it. We're, we're right on time. So until next time, everyone, have a uh, have a good whatever, and we'll talk again soon. Y'all be safe. Sounds good. <laughs>